One day your big business dreams will come true, but for now you just wish someone would tell you how to get sales without six-figure budgets and millions of followers. Hi, I'm Lindsay and that's exactly what we talk about here. In 18 years of corporate and freelance marketing and launching two businesses myself, I've seen what it takes to start with nothing and hit millions in revenue. And guess what? You can do it too. Welcome back to Savvy Startup Marketer, or maybe you're here for the first time. Welcome for the first time, friend. I am so glad you're here. This is episode two, and we're going to put some practical handles and application around a topic explained in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to that, it's not that long. You should go back, take a listen, because we do the high-level overview of this topic, and today we're going to make it practical, boil it down to, okay, what can I actually do with this? So the whole concept is basically what I like to refer to as your startup squad. It's the people that are in your life, not just your professional network, but the people who love you, who know you, who trust you, who know you um, as a person with integrity, who has the skills that you say you have and who, as you are launching and lifting your business off the ground, they're going to be the ones that really deeply care about whether it goes well and they want to help you. Why do you need the startup squad? We covered a lot of that in the last episode, but very quickly, it's because you will never not need your people and your people, like they are already there to help you. They want to help you in whatever way they can. And they they are not only your first audience, but they have their own audiences. And so they're a great way to kind of skip the process of having to build an audience, which you should be starting at some point at the beginning of your business, but you can get further faster, get to customers faster, get to revenue faster by first leaning on this group of people and their audiences and considering that essentially your first audience and then on the way building your own business followers and audiences. Who should be in your startup squad? It's the people that are the closest to you in your life um, and also branch out beyond that to even people who are acquaintances. So as a mom, I um, pick my child up from the bus stop, the group of neighborhood parents that hang out at the bus stop while we're all waiting for our kids to get off the bus. I mean, that could be part of my startup squad. The people that I hang out at church with could be part of my startup squad. The people that are at the sidelines of your child's you know, soccer game. You can certainly consider your startup squad beyond the people that are like your immediate family and friends. I actually encourage doing that. How can you leverage the startup squad? Okay, so we're going to talk about all these things today. What I actually would prefer you be able to do is at some point, listen to this podcast while you actually have pen and paper, (laughs) or maybe make a reminder for yourself to go as you're thinking about this and starting to brainstorm to actually put it on paper. A lot of the principles that I talk through and teach my students are actually pretty hands-on. So I definitely encourage you at some point to start by thinking through who is actually in my startup squad and put them on paper. Put those names down in a list 
And then beside those names, start to think through, okay, how can they support my business? What would be the most sensible for me to ask from them? And it's going to be a range of things. It's going to be, this person is just going to be my cheerleader and be there to encourage me. And they're going to just be interested in my business. And maybe they're great for me to process through what I want my business to look like. That's Awesome. That's a great start. That's a great role for somebody in your life to have for you. All the way to this person actually may need my services or be interested in my services and might be one of my first customers. And then there's a lot of in between there. There's a lot of, you know, maybe they help you make connections to potential customers. Maybe they are also a business owner and you can collaborate and they have a retail space and you can, you know, rent out part of their retail space for whatever you're doing with your business. So lots to think through and lots to consider. Start with making a list. It's going to be your family, friends, acquaintances, and professional connections all go on this list. It can be people that are local to you. It can be people that you're connected with, you know, in a different country or city, depending on your type of business. And even if their role is just encouraging you, then, hey, I mean, they can be anywhere in the world and encourage you, right? So after you've made this list, you're going to consider, okay, who in this list do I need to make a direct ask to? And what do I ask them? So a first possibility is you're going to ask them to help you spread the word about your business. That's kind of a, a base a place to start and something that most people in your life are going to be absolutely happy to do. And this is one of the reasons I encourage new business owners to hold off on starting business-related social platforms because the personal connections and the personal social platforms that you may already have and your friends and family and acquaintances and the startup squad already have is going to get a good amount of reach. So you don't even need to start setting up business social accounts right away. What you need to do is ask your startup squad to share about your business on their own platforms. See if some of these people that you're the most comfortable asking this, if you can regularly update them on how your business is going, maybe that's by putting them on a small email list um, that you may even keep separate from a business list that you're building, but it's like a special startup squad list. Maybe it's a text thread that you put all them in and you group text updates to them once a week, a couple times a month, something like that. Maybe it's uh, you DM them using social media and just say, hey, like I just posted something about my business. If you could take a minute to share at some point soon. I would be so grateful. There are going to be some people on this startup squad list that you're, you don't mind asking, and they would certainly not mind being in the loop on your business and actually getting regular updates from you. Ask them for connections. This is really good, not just for the people closest to you, but this is where you start to tap in the most to more so the acquaintances and the professional network that you might have. There's nothing wrong with just casually saying, hey, I am launching a business or I'm trying to move my business forward. This is what I do. 
if you can think of anybody within this industry or that I could potentially, you know, partner with to push my business forward or even pay for a consultation to help me kind of get to where they're at. If you don't ask, then you're not going to, you know, get those connections because people aren't going to be thinking that they're not going to have that as top of mind to help you with. So don't be shy about asking. Send your contact info as soon as you have it. So as soon as you publish that website, as soon as you've made um, some sort of lead magnet, as soon as you've come up with a special offer that maybe runs for the next six months, this is the group of people that you want to send that to first. So this startup squad that you have, as soon as you've got your website ready, you're like, hey, got my website ready. It's all set. Here's the link. Can you help me spread the word? Um, hey, I've got this very cool mini training that is free that I am, you know, ready to send out into the world. If you know of anybody who can use this, I would love for you to help me share it. Don't make the startup squad work too hard. Finish what you have, get it nice and ready. Make sure all they have to do is like add a link to their Instagram stories or text a link to a friend. Don't make it complicated. Like, Hey, go to my website and then click on this page and then scroll down and then go find whatever I have buried there. <laughs> the easier you make it and, and the quicker they can help you spread the word, the better. Plus that's just good practice in general for marketing. Cause you don't want to make any kind of marketing too hard. So hopefully this helps you put some handles around utilizing your people, your startup squad. And I actually have a whole masterclass on this that walks students through how to think through who these people are, how to assign roles to them, how to communicate and keep them updated. And there's a, you know, of course, always a fillable document that comes with it that might be your favorite new resource for actually putting stuff on paper. So if you're interested in that, I'll put the link in the show notes. Let's get to the question of the week from one of the students in my courses. This is from Kiera. She says, how can I know what marketing options are a waste of time and money? Kiera, this is probably the question I get asked literally every other time somebody asks the question. <laughs> what is a waste? And then I also get a lot of from people who have built businesses. I wish I would have known what was a waste of time and money because I experimented with all these things and so much of it was such a waste. And that is honestly one big reason I have this podcast and I have the courses that I have because I hate waste. So to answer Kira's question, there's a lot of ways to know and a lot of caution out there. If you follow other marketing people, no doubt at some point you're going to hear them give their opinions about what's wasteful, you know, what not to spend time on, what to spend time on, and it can get very confusing. In order to boil it down and be super practical, I'm just going to say here's one thing that is definitely a waste of time. Any kind of marketing that doesn't suit your personality or skill set. If you loathe writing, don't decide to start a blog. Maybe at some point you delegate that to somebody who works for you or that you hire. But I have seen so many business owners commit to like a social platform or a type of marketing that they 
either don't know a thing about or it just isn't well suited to them. A good example for myself is I don't particularly enjoy filming videos that are like YouTube level. That's just not my thing. I don't like the whole feeling like I have to be presentable on a camera all the time. I can barely get B-roll for um, the person who does my social media (laughs) to use on social media. And half the time I'm like, here I am walking my dog, no makeup on, and I threw a hat on. So the podcast route makes more sense for me. And that's why I'm, I'm choosing that. There's a lot for you to choose from. Don't feel like you have to do all of it and definitely pick the types of marketing that you kind of have a spark for that you feel like, you know what, if I'm going to choose between this and this, this over here is going to make me not want to get out of bed in the morning to have to get it done. But this other option is actually kind of exciting to me. So, you know, maybe SEO is just feels very technical to you and feels very nerdy and you just have like no affinity for it at all. Um, But you love people and you love getting yourself out there and mingling with people. And your choice is not going to be to lean heavy on SEO, even though everybody is going to tell you they love it and you should do it. Your instincts are going to lead you to a better option than what a lot of us gurus are sitting here telling you to do. So hopefully that helps you kind of say no to some things because Definitely a big fan of empowering my students and my followers to say no to a lot of the marketing advice out there that just makes you feel like you're going to hate life if you actually try to commit to this thing. Waste of money. A lot of things that we would invest money in as business owners would help our business. So it's not wrong to invest money in certain types of marketing, some really strong platforms like CRM platforms. That's never really a wrong decision. What can bite you in the butt is too many investments at once and trying to spend money on all the things that you can possibly spend money on. And then to go further with that, not giving something that you're spending money on very much time, getting impatient with, geez, when am I going to see a return on this? When am I going to see the right leads from this? When am I going to see sales on from this? If you are putting money into something, you need to think hard about, is this something I am willing to continue to pay for for at least six months? Absolute minimum six months. Most of the time, a truly fair shot at something marketing related is more like a year. A good example of this is SEO. When I've done SEO for myself and my clients, the kind of peak point that it starts to really generate fantastic organic traffic starts at six months down the road. And then it gets better and better the longer it goes. So clients, I have to say, hey, you want to do SEO? Cool. Well, you're going to have to pay for it for about six months before you start really seeing traffic and really great leads consistently from it. And that's just a known thing in SEO world. But if you're going to spend money on a marketing option, you're going to need to commit and you're going to need to have the money ahead of time to make sure you can see it through for several months before throwing in the towel on it. And don't try to do several at at once, commit to one, get it working for you, and then add. Final thing is our Savvy Sisterhood tip of the week. This is from 
women business owners who have gone before us, who in hindsight are giving us advice of what they wish they had or had done or could have used at the very start of their business. And this is a really good tip. This person says, I wish I had been better at long-term planning and staying consistent over time rather than starting and stopping a lot of ideas that ended up going nowhere. Amen. That'll preach. And that's kind of what I was talking about with when you commit to something that you're investing in. Starting and stopping it is only going to make you think, oh, that doesn't work. Well, it didn't work because you didn't commit to it for you know long enough. So love that tip. Love that you were here. Hope this was helpful for you. And if you want to get in touch with me, go to lindsaywagnon.com. I can't wait until our next episode. See you then. Well, that was fun. Show some love by leaving a review and subscribe to make sure you don't miss more free marketing advice. You can find me on social at Lindsay Wagner Marketing. And if you're ready for perfect startup marketing, I make it super simple in the Savvy Startup Marketer course, which you can find at SavvyStartupMarketer.com. Cheers to your thriving business.